The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. No one can serve two masters. He will either hate the one and love the other, or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Therefore I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you shall eat or drink, or about your body, what you will wear. Is not life more than food, and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds in the sky. They do not sow or reap. They gather nothing into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are not you more important than they? Can any of you by worrying add a single moment to your lifespan? Why are you anxious about clothes? Learn from the way the wildflowers grow. They do not work or spin, but I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was clothed like one of them. If God so clothes the grass of the field, which grows today and is thrown into the oven tomorrow, will he not much more provide for you, O oh, you of little faith? So do not worry and say, What are we to eat? Or what shall we drink? Or what are we to wear? All these things the pagans seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be given you besides. Do not worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow will take care of itself. Sufficient for a day is its own evil. This is Radio Wave Medianomics with your host, a friend of Medjugorje. We came into the studio today with really no direction or topic that we were going to discuss. We've been sitting here probably 30, 45 minutes just talking. There's no agenda. There's no program that we've laid out today. But I think what we were talking about was pretty interesting, just things that were happening. I looked in the Bible. It says... For as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be at the coming of the Son of Man. I know, I believe with all my being, my heart, that Our Lady is here the second time on the earth, spiritually, paralleling, physically, her walk 2,000 years ago. And just like the message we just had on the second of the month, she's revealing things from 2,000 years ago. My son, when he was little, often said to me that there will be many who will love me and call me mother. I am among you. I feel love. Thank you. 
this is a fulfillment that more people are learning about the Virgin Mary and loving her in numbers that hasn't reached because of the population, of course, in the world as ever before. So what's been happening now is she's here to prepare us for what? For her son. Her son's what? Her son's second coming. So for as it was in the days of Noah, so will it be in the coming of the Son of Man. The Bible's saying the Son's going to come again a second time. Does it mean that it won't be that Mary won't come a second time? She's not investing 35 years without a purpose and a reason to pull us out of the quagmire to save as many people as possible before her son comes back. And she'll leave a residue of history, if it's decades from now or a century from now, of saving people, converting people, and bringing them to her son so they may be made ready to meet her son. Is it not logical that God would send his mother because it pains her to see any of her children to go to hell, that he would give an opportunity for man to be converted by her because her love is such that she can do what even he couldn't do as a man 2,000 years ago. He could raise the dead. He could put arms back on people, do all kinds of wondrous things with the sea, bringing it to calm but he couldn't change the hearts of hard Israel. But, oh, but that woman, oh, but that mother, she can do that. She's got the finesse. She's got that love. And it was he, according to her, when he was little, told her that many will call you mother. The world is learning this of Our Lady. And the Bible correlates the days we live in today when it says, So will it be in the coming of the Son of Man. In those days before the flood, they were eating, drinking, marrying, and giving into marriage. Up to the day that Noah entered the ark, they did not know until the flood came and carried them all away. So will it be also at the coming of the Son of Man. Are we not living in incredible days? We have to ask ourselves, why is Our Lady coming every day? What is the reason for this? Just to get us to pray for three hours, go to Mass, go back to confession once a month, fast? It's bigger than we know. We don't know the story yet because we don't know the ending yet. But if you reflect and you pray, we're in the midst of something so big, so grand, it's beyond anything that we know except saying, this is biblical. This is Revelation chapter 12, the woman coming. If that reflection comes to you, and then you see the things that's happening, so it will be in those days, as it was in Noah's days, we're there. What happened in Noah's day that we're not happening having now in our culture and society? One thing we were talking about before we begin this program, and just a general discussion, is something that we were disgusted with. I said today, before I came in, I'm not going to talk about the bishops. 
And I made myself, I'm not going to do that. But what I will do, I want to know about one bishop. I want to know who he is. I want you to look him up and find out who this bishop is. Because Joe Biden, the Catholic from Delaware, the vice president, he went two days ago, August 2nd, and obtained a license from the District of Columbia to officiate at a wedding ceremony. It's disgusting. It is perverted. It is sickening at the stomach of the gut to see the vice president of the United States officiating at a marriage that is abominable. Go to LifeSite. It's called LifeSite News, August 2nd, 2016, Washington, D.C. Joe Biden performs his first marriage. I won't even finish the headline. But it'll make you sick. What I want to know is his bishop. First, the bishop that had jurisdiction over this in Washington. And secondly, the bishop that is over him in Delaware where his home is. I would like somebody to do the research and send us a feedback and tell us who these two bishops are. Because if any bishop needs to be called upon to publicly excommunicate this man, it is this is it. The desecration of our nation, the fall of it. I can't exaggerate. Go look at the picture on LifeSite News. How proud Biden is between these two. Nobody even 15 years ago would dream this could happen in our nation's capital by a vice president. And for as it was in the days of Noah, so will it be at the coming of the Son of Man. We're on to something big here because evil is big and grand. And we have at least one bishop, possibly two bishops, that's doing nothing about this. What can he do? He can say Joe Biden, as a Catholic, did a desecration of marriage. He profaned it. And we will publicly acknowledge his excommunication. We want everybody across this nation to know Joe Biden, the vice president of the United States of America, is excommunicated from the Catholic Church. That is the very least you can do, Bishop, whoever you are. And we'll announce it. We'll put it on our site. If we have to write any bishop, this is the bishop to write to and demand it. You don't have to be, I always say be respectful, be kind, but this is it. It should have already been done. The two bishops should already be out there having a news conference on this. Do you know if a bishop said, we will have a news conference on what Joe Biden just did tomorrow at 10 a.m.? Do you know how much media would be there? Do you know what a statement this was send to stop this kind of thing in the future? To publicly recognize this and say, we're going to go from here to the bishop's conference and we're going to get the bishop's conference to publicly, all the bishops, to do the same thing we're doing today at this news conference, publicly acknowledging this man excommunication. I, as a Catholic, demand it. I'm owed that for my faith. I'm a sinner, much more than anybody else, because we're so close to Our Lady. Too much is given, much is expected. But I repent and I acknowledge that I'm that. And we have this blatantly going on as if it's no big deal. 
you have to do something. And this is such a clarity, a vision to see that we can pinpoint one or two bishops that they better do something about this. And they better do something bigger than just sitting on it and just being silent. No more letting this go by. They're guilty. Very guilty. The fact that if something happens three days from now, five days from now, they put out a little piece of paper, a little letter against it, is baloney. I shouldn't even have to be here calling for it. It should have happened the moment it came out. And I don't want to hear, well, we didn't know about it. Oh, we're not aware of it. You're supposed to be aware of your diocese and what's happening in that diocese. And so we have all these things happening, just like in Noah's day of the flood. And we see the degradation coming. We see all the things happening. Joan, you were just discussing something that was pretty interesting that I think you should share. Well, I had just picked up a book. And as reading the message yesterday, Our Lady said that Jesus is bringing us hope. There doesn't seem to be a whole lot of hope out there at the moment. So many attacks on every front. So I picked up this book and... I don't even have the title of it. I left it at my my house, but it was about prophecy and in particular the prophecy concerning America. And it talked about, I think it was written many years ago, but it spoke about where we are today. It described completely the hedonistic Gentiles, as it said, that was overcoming all of our religious liberties, overcoming our Christian beliefs, and in total control of our nation. And it said that at some point, some act of God, they would be overcome, and Christianity would flourish once again on our land. And yet there would be such efforts from around the world to bring the United States down that the United States closed its borders and there would be some kind of also act of God that would churn up the oceans surrounding the United States where it would be impossible for ships, for planes even, to come and land. And that as this was happening, there was a great influx of people from around the world trying to get to the United States, the safe harbor. And in this midst of the, the United States would have a return to the Christian principles. It would become a Christian nation, strong Christian nation once again, and uh, leading up to the second coming of Christ and the Antichrist and all of this. But this period of time, this interim, uh, there would be a, a renewal of our nation. And I think this is interesting in that this is what we feel Our Lady's doing, but there is still this cataclysmic confrontation that's pending where these two ideologies are the Christians against this abomination that is needing to be resolved in some way, which has to become from God somehow. I can't say that or we can accept this or not accept it. What I find interesting is I see this. I see this to the magnitude of Our Lady coming for something that's very important that this could be. But what interested me when you told me this before the program started is that I just got through reading earlier that scientists are looking at hurricanes 
and they're beginning to see that what we never had before we can have. In other words, we have class one, class two, to class five hurricanes, and they see now the possibility for class six hurricane with sustained winds, steady winds between 250 on up to 300 miles an hour winds. This is talking about surges, they said, be 30 feet high. So your shorelines and all these things. And that's two separate things, and that's what got our conversation going earlier, because you said this, and I said this, and we were talking about Biden, how disgusting this was. This makes you want to vomit looking at this picture. I mean, literally vomit. You need to see it, though. You need to stomach it, because we need to turn this disgust toward the bishop, that they're not doing anything. This one bishop or the two bishops, wherever, both places. And so... This article I was reading about these hurricanes correlates with what we already know through history, what we read after the Constitution was written, the Declaration of Independence, we became a nation, that we had horrific hurricanes in the United States hitting the shores, that that dissipated. There's writings and talking about this, that they were abated. So we see nature always comes to God's defense. All we can do with God is be a protector of God's truth. Truth doesn't need defense because God does that. Nature doesn't have free will. So we see all these things, and I'm not talking about climate change. That's garbage from the devil, too. That's, and look what happened when you're sleeping. That's very easily disproved. What we're going to have as a result of nature is the result of sin, not because we're polluting, as they say. We've got less pollution now than ever, basically, except Areas like in China, and we got machines that actually take in air, caterpillar engines, four tiers, that's putting out air cleaner than what they took in. They're using a caterpillar engines and four tier engines as air cleaners, which is dangerous. What the trees need is carbons to grow. And as man populates, more carbons creates more growth. More growth creates more oxygen for man to breathe. It's the thing in nature that as we populate, we need more oxygen and we cause more carbons by burning fire, coal, whatever, that matches the population and then increases vegetation. The greenhouse effect is logical. Why do you have a greenhouse? Because you want more growth. You do it commercially. You want it for your garden. It's a good thing. It's not a bad thing. But we're so unbalanced on truth, we can't even see how this works and why it works. Well, it's interesting because in what you were just saying about global warming, climate change, we actually have a poster that you put together. It's an infographic. You can get it on our website if you just click on the MedgeMart under posters and infographics. Get the global warming poster. It's a perfect teaching tool. You can put it anywhere. You could give it to your catechism class, your Sunday school, your regular classroom. That explains it in detail and in, in a graphical way that you can understand it simply. But what you were saying earlier about Noah, it's interesting because Paul said that Noah built the ark and through building the ark condemned the men of his generation because these men physically saw this thing being built for all those years. And so they didn't have an excuse. And years ago, you had written, I believe it was As Go God's People, So Goes the World. You wrote on this message, it was the January 25th, 1999 message where Our Lady said, put Holy Scripture in a visible place in your families and read it, reflect on it, and learn how God loves His people. And you completely took that word and totally turned it upside down in understanding how does God actually love His people. It's not what we think it is. 
And so what you were just reading about Noah and the flood, that that was God loving his people. And you go through and you explain a little bit about that. And that's in as go God's people, so goes the world. But my question as you were bringing this up was before anybody brings this up, because it's going to be brought up is you saying our lady is coming to prepare us for the coming of Jesus. Obviously there's people out there who are predicting that. Now I know you've said before, you're not predicting that, but do you, do you think that I'm going to try to explain it as simply as possible or ask it as simply as possible, but the prophecy said that before I will send the Messiah, I will send Elijah the messenger to prepare the way. We know and believe that that was John the Baptist. Our Lady appeared on the Feast of John the Baptist, but following Elijah was Elisha, and Elisha asked to have a double portion. Is it possible that Our Lady is coming in the world today, preparing for the time of Jesus, with a double portion of Elijah to prepare the way for the coming of the Messiah. There's no one in heaven, not Elisha, Elijah, John the Baptist, nobody, Abraham, Moses, nobody more in a position to prepare for Jesus' second coming than she who prepared for the first coming. If God needed her then, do you not think he needs her now? Well, God don't need anything, you might say. But God repeats what he does in his ways through different people. We know that Elijah and Moses was transfigured with Jesus, and they were dead. And we don't think Our Lady could come back here transfigured to prepare for the second coming. In fact, it's not God's trait of being unmerciful by just coming in a thief of the night. Even though the scripture says the Son of Man will come like a thief in the night. He's just going to be there. But wouldn't it be very explainable and very logical and very reasoned out that he would do everything he can in his mercy before he comes to change people's hearts than if he just came without any warnings to the people and just snatch people and separate them. He wants people to go to heaven. He wants to save people. He says, I didn't come to condemn. I came to save. That was 2,000 years ago. You think Jesus is different when the second coming? That he's just going to, I'll just wait on them, them wicked people. I, I'm going to wait to the most wicked people to get back at them as I can. I'm not going to give them any graces. I'm just going to let them go more deeper into hell, become agents of Satan. And then I'm just going to come in a flash and take and separate as many as I can to go into hell. That's just the opposite of what God would do. It's just the opposite of what the Christ would do. And no way is his mother going to sit there and be at the wedding feast of Canaan and start his miracle that she won't say, let me go down there. I need to do some miracles. Our Lady is here for the second coming. Make no bones about that or no mistake about that. And I, I stake my life on that. I know that that's why she's here. What I don't know is how long it will be. But I know everything she's doing is to give us the tools, the mechanisms, the ways, the ideas, the methods of conversion to convert as many people to be as ready as possible for when Jesus comes like a thief. I can tell you, had Our Lady not come and say 200 years from now, Jesus comes, there'll be a lot of people that would be going to hell that now that she has come and she's walking with us, she's making history and putting in us a walk for 40 years or so, that there's going to be many people 
that will survive underneath the Antichrist, that will convert or be converted, that will make it to heaven, that would not have had she not been present during this time. This is bigger than what you know. This is bigger than what you can understand. I'm into it every day. I can see it. What's the answer? Jesus did it 2,000 years ago at Pula Bethesda. The water would bubble up. The crippled man couldn't get up in time. By the time he got to the water, it quit. So he was, people were healed there. I've been on this site. It's incredible to be there. The water's still there in the pool. Jesus walks by me. He says, what do you need? And the man answers, real simple. And Jesus gives it to him, cures him. And he says, don't sin anymore. End of story. No big theology. Nothing complicated. In other words, all your problems are worked out by not sinning. And this is what I is here today. Live the commandments. Go to confession. Pray. And love. And forgive. It's just real simple. And everything else in the world will start falling into place. The world becomes hell when people's heart becomes hell. It physically manifests out and makes your surroundings hell. The world will change to a kingdom of love, which is what our lady says I'm here for, when you have the kingdom of love in your heart, which means you keep God's ways and you don't try to change those ways that it's okay to do it. When you violate them, you repent. That's just the simplicity of what has been given to us in this plan from Our Lady. And because we're so complex and what we've integrated into the cultures and how modernism has built this culture, that Our Lady is here to give us the way to break this down, escape from this, Antichrist is being built now, and enter them to follow of peace for a century or so, then when we enter back into this, because man will go back that way, he'll know how to survive by our witness today in those decades or century to come to survive through the Antichrist for that three and a half years of tribulation. And so we have these things taking place, and it just takes sometimes just reasoning out. We're just today talking without an agenda or direction of what we need to do. We see goals going up. We see silver's going up. The banks is not the place to have money right now. It's in metals. You have to think about this. And so all these peripherals of how you live, what are you going to be living in the future? You need to be thinking about it. And I say that from your bank accounts to how you pray to how you forgive. Everything is being affected by these messages. We ourselves or in the midst of exactly what Noah was, and you think nothing's going to happen, you're a fool if you think that. And you're filled with wisdom if you know it's not going to. And that wisdom has been given to us because it's a necessity for us to grasp the significance of the damage modernism is doing to our way of life in the world. So we see that the Bible says to us, Without the visions, the people will perish. In Sodom, God said, I'm going down to see for myself what the people are doing. And we're in a time of visitation. She's representing God. She's representing her son, their desires. The desires for what? She literally said it while there's a visitation. June 25th, 
2007. God desires the conversion of the entire world. How? Through her visitations. That's what she's here for. So it's not business as usual. You can't go on your own agenda without passing away. You have to be on God's schedule, his agenda, to see where you need to go from here. And some of this is to be active, like I was saying about the vice president. We're going to post this bishop. Something's got to be done about this. We just cannot let this pass without getting some kind of proclamation from the bishop that this is acknowledged as a public excommunication. Can you imagine the power of that? That's never going to happen unless you get on your feet, unless you get on the phone, unless you write. And you've continued to encourage us to act. Uh, Just to give a little bit of the information that we do have, what we do know is that Bishop Joseph Martino of the Diocese of Scranton, which is where Joe Biden grew up, has said that Biden cannot receive communion in that diocese. We also know that the Bishop of the Diocese of Wilmington has spoken against Biden on a number of occasions because of the stances that he's taken, although it doesn't appear like any type of disciplinary action has been taken. We do know that Joe Biden lives at the vice president's residence at the U.S. Naval Observatory. So there's a just a bit of information for some leads to help people to know where to begin looking at and also to encourage the bishops that are standing up that have spoken out to let them know that as followers of Our Lady and her messages, we continue to support them with our prayers and when they act, when they act to stand strong for the faith, when they act to be shepherds and protection of the faith, that it means something to be Catholic. It means something to be Christian. It means something to be a follower of Christ. And so this is just a little bit of the information that we do have. So we leave you with this. We say to you, follow Our Lady. Walk with her. It's the only path you can take. We wish you Our Lady. We love you. Goodbye. The subject matter contained in this presentation is based on biblical principles and designed to give you accurate and authoritative information with regard to the subject matter covered. It is provided with the understanding that neither the presenter nor the broadcaster is engaged to render legal, accounting, or other professional advice. Since your situation is fact-dependent, you may wish to additionally seek the services of an appropriately licensed legal, accounting, real estate, or investment professional. This ends the Metronomic Show with a friend of Mechigoria. To order this show on CD, you can contact Caritas in the U.S. at 205-672-2000. Again, 205-672-2000.